Welcome to the Freedom Founder Podcast. I'm your host, Zach Duggar. Now, you may not be familiar with the term work optional, but it doesn't mean that you just call in sick. It means that you actually have that option because you've created ways to have your financial means met and that allow you to have that option of choosing to go into a career or choosing to operate a certain business, but you actually have options. So my guest today is going to talk about creating a work optional lifestyle at the age of 36. Nobu, thank you for joining me on the show today. Thank you for having me, Zach. <laughs> Super excited to be here. Oh, absolutely. Very glad to have this opportunity to just discuss a little bit about your experience and what most people don't have that ability to say, but that sounds like really, if they really work at it or really make that decision, they too could have work optional lifestyle at whatever age that they're at. Yeah, um, I absolutely think that it is possible to become work option optional. There's all kinds of options on how to do it. Um, but like you said, uh, you just have to decide that you're going to do it and figure out what the best way for you is. Okay, well, let's talk a little bit about what you were doing as you started your career path. What type of work had you been involved with? And um, where where did you see yourself going as you started to launch into the career world? So I actually started my career in the public health sector. So okay. I worked in um, HIV prevention and education for about 10 yeah. years. Um, and then after that, I moved into the pharmaceutical industry. Uh, so okay. my first role in pharma, well, first of all, I was surprised because my salary literally doubled <laughs> when I went yes. from public service to uh, corporate. Uh, yeah. So I worked uh, in uh, patient advocacy for a little bit, and then I moved into sales, and then I eventually worked at headquarters, uh, where I worked in sales training and then operations for the Axis team. Okay. All right. And yeah, that's a, a, a fact. There are certain uh, roles, whether it's in the public sector or the for-profit sector, corporate world, there are definite differences in what they're able to pay for the work that you're doing. And so it's nice yeah. as the em employee or individual that's uh, receiving that income, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Mm. And, you know, I thought in my, my plan, like most people yeah. was to just climb up the corporate ladder. And I, in no. my head, I thought, you know, I just want to make as much money as possible. It doesn't matter what I'm doing. Um, but then as I started to make more money, I realized that yeah. that actually was not what was important to me. Okay. So. Okay. Well, as you had that thought that, you know, this isn't what's important to me, what, what was it that spurred you in a different direction to start looking at other opportunities, other ways to have the ability to continue to meet your needs by receiving income through other means? So the big... Uh, uh, a few, there are a few, few different things that happen. Yeah. Um, first, from that first job that I got in corporate, uh, I doubled my salary. I was super happy. And then yep. a year and a half into that job, I actually got laid off. So okay. that was yeah. a huge lesson for me. I was in my 20s and yeah. that was the idea of layoffs just wasn't a thing in government and nonprofit, right. <laughs> or at least right. as pop, as common. And so that just taught me at a really young age that your job is insecure and it's important to have other options available to you. 
Um, and it just so happened that at the time I had a, a multifamily house that I, that I had bought. Yep. And so I wasn't as affected from that layoff as my counterparts. And some of us, some of my peers went, you know, up to a year without finding a new job. And yeah. I was able to find a job pretty quickly, but I was definitely not as stressed about it because I had income coming in. Um, yeah. And then the second big thing that happened uh, in my second company that I worked with is I had been the top sales rep on my team. I was the first, the top rep in my district. I was in top 10 sales rep for the country. Okay. And yeah. I had shifted to a role in corporate. So November, I went to corporate. So most of the year was my sales job. But then when it was time for my raise in February, I got the lowest raise that I had received, even though I had exceeded the sales sure. goals and I, yeah. the, the facts were there. And that mm -hmm. led me to just take a step back and really look through my pay increases throughout the years. Yeah. And that's when I realized that every year as the, the minimum pay went up for my role, even though I got an increase, it, I didn't really go anywhere comparative to the min and the max. Okay. And yep. I just decided to not even go back to my manager and even fight about it. And I just decided mm -hmm. to just move forward with buying more property and just focusing on creating a raise for myself and not relying on my job to do it for me. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's a, a reality when you're in a position, there aren't always the consistent raises that match the value that you're adding to the company. Yeah. I mean, being in the top 10 in sales, that's a lot of value that you're adding. Now, in regards to what you said earlier, you had a multifamily property. Not a lot of people are thinking about buying properties and at the, the age at which you were. And I'm, I'm not, not sure what age that was. Um, so if you want to, if you're willing to share that, um, we talk about age sometimes, but I think it's, uh, it's, it's something to show that, you know, at a younger age, we can start thinking about um, the other opportunities and avenues to get to have some income and be creative about receiving that income. So talk a little bit about that first multifamily property and how that, when that came about and how you made that decision. Yep. Uh, so Zach, you are free to ask me any questions you want. I'm an open book, <laughs> age right. included. <laughs> Appreciate it. Uh, so I bought my first house right after my 28th birthday. Um, okay. And I was in New York City. I was working for the city of New York and I was making $48,000 a year. Okay. And so how that that came about was, it actually started a few years before that. So when I was in college, my sister said, hey, I think you should buy a condo. Yeah. <laughs> and okay. back then... And you know, when we're young, we most of us don't really know what we want and we are swayed by the people around us. So yeah. I just said, okay, let's go look at these condos. Cool. And yep. at the time, stated income loans were a thing where banks weren't verifying how much you made. It was sure. just like they anybody could get a loan pretty much was okay. at the time, which is crazy. But right. I had a pre-approval for a loan and she introduced me to her real estate agent. And we started yep. looking at condos and the most impactful thing was that real estate agent treated me with respect. Like I was a kid in college. I didn't have a ton of money, but she yeah. treated me like a real buyer. And she took the time to explain, you know, here are the things to look out for. 
um, we actually put in offers on a couple of condos, but we went we were not able to move forward because of the restrictions. Um, the type of loan that I had, there had to be so many okay. units that had owner occupants versus investors. And so okay. those deals didn't go through, but just the experience of going and looking at houses and knowing that it was possible yeah. and, and going through that, just put this idea in my head that buying a house is not hard. It's not a big deal. And I yeah. hadn't really appreciated that till I started having conversations with other people who had this perception that it's a it's hard to buy a house. Um, okay. So I appreciate that Vicki Wilcox in New Hampshire yep. <laughs> just uh, planted this seed and my sister as well planted this seed yes. that it is possible for you to buy a house. Just get the loan and go look at houses. So yep. when I moved to New York City, um, rent is expensive in New York. <laughs> sure. Right. And so I, I always had always had a roommate and I, I just didn't want to keep paying rent. Cause yeah. I just felt like it was a waste of money. Um, yeah. and so at one point I just started looking at open houses. I started, you know, applied for a mortgage and, um, initially I wanted to buy a condo cause it seemed like, right. I mean, in New York city, real estate is expensive, right? Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> the one condo co-op is going to be like 400 grand. And right. so it just seemed like that's the way I should go. And I tend to be a researcher. So a along the way of getting this, I got a pre-approval for a condo and it's for 175,000 is what I, what I was approved for. And okay. then I learned that when you buy a, uh, a, a residential multifamily, so a two family, three family, or four family, I learned uh -huh. that you can actually qualify for a bigger mortgage because the okay. bank is going to take your, your future income from your tenants and add that yeah. to your current income. So when okay. I learned that, I said, oh, okay. So that means that I can actually get more than $175,000. And yeah. uh, when I was growing up, so my parents are from Zimbabwe. We moved to New Hampshire and we lived in a three family house when we first moved here. Okay. So yep. in my head, it just made sense for me to be the person getting rent if possible. And yeah, so that's how right. I shifted from, right? <laughs> so that's why I shifted from getting this condo to applying for a uh, a mortgage for a multifamily house instead, because I yeah. already had been used to not paying my full rent because I always had roommates. I Airbnb right. for a little bit. So I just liked having the extra money from not having to pay for yeah. where I live. Yeah. I think a lot of people just underestimate how much more they, how much flexibility you have in your, with the income that you have, if you eliminate all or a good chunk of your rent or your mortgage. So right. that's how that, that yeah. three family house came about in New York city. And it's, yeah. it's the best money move I have made by far. Yeah, oh, absolutely. So that allowed you to then live in a place that your rent or your mortgage was likely being paid by your tenants. Yes. In the situation. Only, exactly. So I only had to pay like a couple hundred dollars after everything. Okay. And that yeah. has gone down as the years go yeah. by because rent continues to go up. And yeah. if I had, so at the time that I bought the house, I was paying $1,400 for a two bedroom, two bath, which already okay. was super cheap because yep. other apartments on my same row were $2,000. But if my right. landlord had, for whatever reason, not increased my rent for this whole time that I've had my, my multifamily, 
I yeah. would have had to pay him $160,000 as opposed yeah. to me getting to live in New York City for free, which is right. a huge, huge savings. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you to your sister and Vicki Wilcox for having <laughs> put that in you that you can buy a place in a city that is expensive, but then also having seen that experience of your own family living in a in a three family home, realizing, okay, I could be the one that's collecting the rent. Right. I love that. <laughs> that. That's great. Now that didn't stop there though. It sounds like that was something that kind of put it in you like, okay, I I can see where this is benefiting me. You get laid off, you're still collecting the rent so that you're also getting <laughs> the cost that you would have otherwise had. And now you have another job and you're not getting that raise. Okay, this isn't <laughs> going to work. So right. what's next? So when I didn't get that raise, I had just been moved to Indianapolis for work. Yep. And my my plan was never to live, live in Indianapolis forever. So I was sure. at corporate doing a rotation yep. and the plan was to go back out as a manager. That was the career plan and path. Yeah. So I had toyed with just renting while I was in Indianapolis since I wasn't going to stay anyway. But then right. when I got that, when I did not get that raise that I knew I deserved, <laughs> yeah. I actually looked at, okay, how much am I making in New York uh, mm -hmm. from the rent? And I was clearing $1,000 every month after everything yep. was paid. Yep. And so I thought, okay, even if I go and fight about this, I'm not, it's not worth it for me. I'm not going to get $12,000 as right. a raise. And so why yep. bother fighting for that when I can just go buy another property? Yeah. So that's what I did. So at the time, my credit score was actually really bad. So I got serious about fixing my credit score. Okay. Um, that was February. I got serious in April. I got my pre-approval and then July I closed on uh, my next house. Um, okay. it is a, it is a single family house. I wanted a multifamily, mm -hmm. but, uh, part of the funds to buy the house were from a relocation program. And I had to buy a single, a single family in order yep. for my company to give me the funds. And I was not going to not say yes to yep. some real money. Uh, but even with the single family, I still bought it with the intention of making income from the house right yep. so i my i was approved for a mortgage of three hundred fifty thousand dollars. i did not use the 350. i yep. capped it initially at 125 then bumped it up to 150 because i wanted to make sure that that one thousand dollar profit would cover my mortgage in the meantime so i wouldn't be yes. spending more money but i also right. a non-negotiable for what i was looking for was that it had to have two bathrooms that way i could get a roommate or airbnb um, yeah. and then there's also a basement that can be finished. Um, okay. so even with the single family, the idea was, okay, how can I make this building pay for itself? So first yeah. I need to make sure that the mortgage is cheap enough that when I move out, even if I just get a regular tenant, it's going to pay for itself. And then while I'm here, how can I generate income from this? So I yeah. am not paying out of pocket for where I live. Right. So even if you're someone where you don't want to buy a multifamily, you can still, yeah buy a single family, but just think through, okay, how am I going to make money? Is it going to be through cash flow? Am I going to get a check from this every single month? Or yep. how do I have to buy this house so that I am guaranteeing that the value of the house is going to increase? I think a lot of home buyers yep. that just regular home buyers, not investors, they don't think about um, 
that bit when they want to buy a house. Sure. Like they, right. What we're what we're told is that any house that you buy is an investment, and that is the biggest lie. That's not true. <laughs> <laughs> right. Sure. If you don't have a specific plan for how you're gonna either um, get equity from that house or how you're gonna cash flow from that house, then you might you might get equity. Of course, like the value might go up, but you are in a better position if you buy the house strategically where you know that I am going to drive equity by doing XYZ. Well, I'm going to yeah. get a check from this house by doing XYZ. And you don't have to be an investor to generate income from the house that you live in. Any, yeah. I believe that anybody can do it and more people should be doing it um, because you get just have more options. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that goes along with that intentional home buying coach <laughs> that sounds like that fits with the title really because what you're doing and teaching people and what you're speaking on right now is taking time to really be intentional about how you are buying your home and really considering the present and the future with that purchase and whether absolutely it's, yeah so whether it's for your own just living in currently or if it's going to be an investment for um, for a rental home, whatever it might be. Now, how did you get to that point then where you could say, you know, I don't necessarily have to work. I'm, I'm creating that work optional lifestyle. So how did what brought you to that point where you could make that decision? A big part of it. So if you, uh, when I was younger, I. Yep of course got into credit card debt i shouldn't say of course but a lot of us do i got into some credit card debt <laughs> a lot of people do yeah absolutely <laughs> and so in order to get out of that i i i learned how to budget so i learned how yeah. to take what i'm making and just get crystal clear on what my bills are and what okay. i'm going to take away to make sure that i can get this debt down yeah. and so I have been using that that first spreadsheet that I used to get out of debt the first time. That is still the same yep. spreadsheet I use today. Uh, just the numbers have adjusted. Yeah. And so over during the pandemic, I just I have I was in a, a job that I liked. I had a mm -hmm. manager that I liked, but I was just was feeling like I didn't I wasn't doing what I was supposed to do. Yeah. And I just wanted the space to just do my own thing. And I just went back to my budget and really just looked at how much do I actually need to yep. live? And with the money that's coming in from the property uh, and potential money that I could make from doing other changes in the properties, like how long can I yep. not have a paycheck and would I be okay? So it really was just a matter of thinking through, you know, uh, what do the numbers say? Do I yeah. have the the savings in the bank? Do I have the income coming in where yeah. I don't need a paycheck right now? And yeah. that really is what led me to the decision of, you know, now I don't have any kids. I don't have a husband. I, uh -huh. I just have my dog and like, you know, I have enough money to help my parents if, if they need it. So yeah. I just thought that now was a good time or at the time, a couple of years ago was a good time yeah. to just take the space to exit the workforce. Um, and a big thing was that I was able to um, refinance my yep. multifamily house. So I was able to essentially get a new mortgage on that yep. house. And because rates were so low, I was able to take money out and pay yep. off the Indiana house and then yep. also take out other income, which I'm mostly... Uh, so I actually gave some to my mom. I gave some to my yeah. brother to buy his house. So I kind of yep. 
gave it to people. Um, yep. But the big thing is that with that refinance, I was able to pay off that uh, that single family house. And so yeah. essentially by doing that, I no longer, like I didn't have uh, a housing payment for myself <laughs> in yep. addition to the uh, first home being paid for by the tenants. And because of how low the interest rates were, the mortgage payment just went up for by a hundred dollars. So yep. it's so I, I was able to shuffle right. some things and not have to worry about one mortgage payment. Um, but the house still pays for itself no matter what. Yeah. And that uh that was huge. And it just made me yeah, realize absolutely. how like this house thing, that's that this is the way, and more people should be doing this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> because yeah. Go ahead. There's, there's a lot of thought then that went into this and the planning and making some adjustments and changes. And you sprinkled in a little bit of the why in there where you were able to take some of those funds and help your, your mom and your brother. You know, a lot of us talk about there is a why that extends beyond just earning income when we're in, in business and um, for ourselves. And usually mm -hmm. it does revolve around family as well. Now, you also have a focus on helping people to learn this process because you've seen that benefit for yourself and that and you just said more people could and should be doing this. So who is your like your your person that you're tr primarily trying to help that that kind of that target person? Yeah, so I uh, I have a lot of videos on my YouTube channel yep. and uh, I really want to speak to other single women yeah um because i just i hadn't realized this till i worked at headquarters but yeah. there is when i was seeing the people that i trained and how quickly the male my the males that i trained were just yeah. rising up the ladder and getting promotions and on the other hand the women were being held back partially by management partially mm -hmm. like self, um you know, self-imposed restrictions. Sure. Yep. Um, I just, I think it's important for women to have other ways to generate income and yep. you can start a business. Of course you can, you can do that. And that's a viable option, but I think yep. a business that a lot of us don't even consider is turning your own house into a business, right? Yeah. Buying a house that's going to generate an income for you. Because once that is all set, once you don't have to worry about a landlord increasing your rent or not being able to find an apartment or somebody not fixing, your land, land, landlord not fixing things that they're supposed to, then yeah. now you can take your energy and you can go start that business. Well, now you can say, okay, this job is not working for me. I can leave this job. Or if you're in a relationship where you know, you might be otherwise relying on that person for, for income. You don't have to do that if you have secured yeah. your own space and you you are generating in, an income from that space. So yeah. I yeah. speak to women specifically. And it's so interesting because even though I might say, ladies, if you want to buy your next house, reach yep. out to me. I get so many guys that reach out to me. And like this, yeah. and like that's the reason why I'm like, why aren't more women like, trying to do this whereas guys are right. more likely to just jump up and do it and they don't have that um self-doubt that i okay. i think a lot of women do and uh i just want to show women that you can do this and yeah. you can create an income for yourself and you don't have to worry or fight about that that yeah. that raise because we know that it's there we know, we know there's a pay gap and so 
you can either wait and hope that somebody else fixes that for you, or you can jump in and take control and do it by yourself by securing a place for yourself to live, but also creating an income for yourself that you can yeah. keep tapping into, into the future. Really? Yeah. Cause once you're you have not, that equity, you're good. Yeah. So you're not only helping people to see the path and the opportunity, but you're also helping them, them to create that confidence and show them that, 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 that they have it within themselves to be able to make this a part of their lives and, and the reality that they can also live in by being an example yourself, but also just how you speak to people. You know, it's very clear that you're passionate about that and wanting to help. Well, uh, you know, I, I clearly know that you're also putting information out there that's going to be helpful for men as well. But the single females that you want to be able to support and help in this process and get that information to them. So I really, I, I love that you're doing that. So do you have a coaching program that you have, that you have people you have the option to um, connect with or how does that work? Uh, yes. So I have a, a group coaching program specifically for, you know, single people that mm -hmm. want to buy their first multifamily yeah. house. So two, three okay. or four family house. Um, but I also have, you know, workshops available, one-on-ones. Um, yep. -on so it just depends okay. on what you need. If you have any questions, you can yeah. just reach out and, you know. Like, yeah. What's uh, the best way for someone to, to reach out and connect with you? Uh, so you can go to my website, nobumusikiwa.com. Um, okay. and all the ways to contact me are there. Uh, most places I am at Nobu Musikiwa. Okay. And, uh, we'll add that to the show notes for those that are listening to this in audio versions and make sure they get the, the correct spelling. But, um, absolutely. I encourage people to check out Nobu's content and uh, resources and reach out, um, cause there is an opportunity here that I think some people just don't even realize that they can also tap into. So. I, I really yeah. appreciate you taking some time. Now, I want to ask one more question that I like to ask all of my guests. If you were to be given $1 million, no restrictions on that, what would you do with that in regards to investing in your, your current business endeavors or something that you're thinking about? Well, you know, my thing is always making money from where I live. <laughs> sure. Yeah. So my favorite city so far is Cape Town. So I've always said that okay. when I grow up, I'm going to retire in Cape Town and I want a beach house. Yep. So if I had a yep. million dollars, I would get a beach house in Cape Town. And of course, okay. I would Airbnb it when I'm not there so I can make money yes. while I'm not there. And then while I'm yep. there, we can just chill and just uh, be by the beach. I love Cape Town because it's Perfect. the city, the beach and the mountains all in one place. So that's why yeah. that's what I would do if you were gracious enough to yeah, give right. me a meal, Zach. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, no one's asked me and, uh, and unfortunately I don't have that, but I'd love to one day be able to say, I like that answer and here you go. <laughs> uh, that would be we awesome. Can we can make it a game show. Yes, yes. It's going to be a really long game show, but we'll get there. Um, no, I really appreciate that answer. I, I really also appreciate your time and sharing a part of your journey. And I'm excited to see that people that you're able to help along the way as you continue down this path. Thank you so much, Zach. Uh, thank you so much for having me. And, uh, you know, I, I hope that, you know, if you're listening to this, definitely take action and see how you can you can use your house to generate an income for yourself. Absolutely. Well, thank you again. And I look forward to talking to you again soon.